podcast that is made by Bruins for Bruins. In this series, we will help students and prospective students learn about and adapt to UCLA by providing insight into the school, sharing helpful tips, and discussing concerns. This episode is the first part of a three-episode mini-series, where I will be hosting two students as they share their experiences, perspectives, and advice on being Latinx students at UCLA. I'm Kyla Ventura. I'm Joseph Jimenez. I'm Carlos Ramirez. We're Latinos. We're Latinos at We're UCLA. Exactly, exactly. Where do we start? Where do we start? A lot to talk it's about. Too many things too to talk about. Too many things. Are you guys involved in any organizations? So, I'm involved with the Daily Bruin, and I'm also a part of the Academic Investment Program. They are a program that provide resources for students with multi-ethnic, low-income, first-generation, and multiracial backgrounds, according to their website. And at least 91% of them have bolstered that they feel a sense of belonging to the UCLA community because of the participation in it. And I can confidently say that it's because of them that I do feel like I have a home here. How do you participate in it? So when I first joined, uh, or when I first came to UCLA, there was something called the Freshman Summer Program. And in this program, it was purely students of color, people who had similar backgrounds as I did. And so having my first very first classes at UCLA be with people who look like me was a very comforting feeling because coming from high school it was always you're gonna go to his you're gonna go to a predominantly white institution you're not gonna feel right in you're not gonna feel like you belong there and so having my very first interaction with UCLA be with students of color who are under this same program who are un, who are Feeling the exact same things that I'm feeling was a really comforting experience and helped me transition at least into UCLA. Yeah, no, like, that that's interesting because for me, when I first came to UCLA, so, like, like um, I'm a second year, right? So I'm just starting out my second year. And when I first came, like, I did not know what to do. Like, I, like, like I don't know. Maybe someone reached out, but I ain't seen it, you know? And, like, yeah. <laughs> and, like uh I was just, I had basically no, like, Latinx friends mm. until basically my spring quarter. Oh, and it was a freshman year. And it was interesting because, like, like I mean, my background is kind of interesting because I went to uh, a Chinese immersion school when I was a kid for, like, nine years. So, like... I'm really used to being in an academic academic environment where like I'm the only brown kid and not school but I'm also with the Daily Bruin but I'm actually writing a da- Daily Bruin story about it that's how you know that's how deep that stuff is <laughs> yeah so to me it like it was it was weird because UCLA had probably some of the most diverse classes I've ever been in I mean I ain't never seen this many white people <laughs> like that's I'm not even joking, bro. Like, I'd be walking up the hill and stuff like that, and it's like, hey, yo, bro, <laughs> where they all come from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like, it's, I mean, it's interesting because it, it, it's, like, both so diverse yet so, like, not. It's, no. it's weird. No, that, that makes complete sense. I think I was lucky in the fact that because I was in that freshman summer program, my very first friends were other Latino students, yeah. right? To this day, one of my 
closest friends. I met her through FSP. She was literally my rock yeah. through the pandemic year that I had my freshman year, through transitioning last year, and even now, like, I think I was lucky in that sense, but it was also a very weird thing for me to go from purely black and brown students in yeah. FSP, yeah. and those were all my classes, to going to giant lecture halls, going to discussion sections where I was the only brown person. Yeah. That was a really weird thing to navigate for myself, that how could I go from all these classes with purely black and brown students who I could relate to, to the very next year going to discussion sections with white people who who didn't know how to look at me like right yeah. like they looked yeah. at me like I didn't belong like I yeah. wasn't like meant to be there yeah that's the thing though right it's somewhat of like the reality of being brown mm-hmm. in an academic setting as prestigious as this it's like you're cause it's it's different here <laughs> it is different right so like like okay a little bit of context um so that Chinese school that I went to that is like pretty far it's it's relatively far from where I live I'm from San Francisco it's relatively far from where I live in San Francisco that's to say that it's in a different part of the city um, and I went to high school in my area which meant no white people a lot of brown people um, uh, still a lot of Chinese people but it's like it's it it was interesting. I, I, I ain't never seen so many white people. I keep saying that, but it's like, this place is so fundamentally different from, like, a lot of the places that, like, Latinx students come from, you know? Yeah. Like, out like, of curiosity, do you speak Chinese then? I do. Oh, wow. I do. Don't ask me to, but <laughs> but but I do. It's on it's on my record. It's on the resu- it's on the resume, but, you're, like... You're a little trilingual now. <laughs> nah, bro. I speak... No, I speak... Mandarin and Cantonese. Oh my god. Hey, let's go. Hey, hey. It's, it's just a flex. Yeah, it's just a flex, okay. basically. That's, I, put it on my college, I put it on my college apps and everything, you know what I'm saying? But, like, no, nah, I mean, like, that was interesting for me to, like, grow up sort of having a completely different environment at school yeah. and then a completely different environment at home, you know? Like, no, that, like, yeah. like, I grew up with that code switch, right? And mm-hmm. it's, like, a code switch that a lot of Latino students have. Oh, absolutely. And so it's, like... Elementary, middle school, like, rich people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, high school, not so rich people. And then <laughs> UCLA, rich people. rich people. And that's why it's like, it was like a flip-flop, you know? And so I'm so, like, attuned to that code switch. Yeah. So coming back here was really jarring, obviously, but it was also sort of like, all right, now we're back. Yeah. And so it's like, it's different here. No, it's... It's different. Weird. It's like the way they walk, bro. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, it, obviously, the way they talk is different, right? But like, okay, there's there's like so many things I can dissect there. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Let's just start with like one at a time. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, well, on your sheet, you we talk about survivor's guilt, right? Yeah, yeah, Only yeah. Only the best of us make it here. Yeah, which is I think one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with, yeah. right? Because I don't know about you, but at least for me, when I went, I grew up in South Central LA. Yeah. Predominantly black and brown students everywhere, mm. and I. I guess I call myself lucky because so many people put so many resources into me. Yeah. And they put so much time and effort because they saw something in me that I didn't see. Yeah. And I think when I get here, it's it's like, why couldn't I, why couldn't they put in that many resources into someone else? Exactly. Why didn't they 
put that yeah. why didn't they share why would they only focus on one single yeah. person it's yeah. like it's just like the why me right yeah it's just like why me of yeah. all people and then it's weird because when you get that feeling and you're like reflecting on it in like random ass days yeah 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 you you're kind of just like okay now it, i need to do it. it's this subconscious pressure that you put on yourself because from day one someone has already put pressure on you yeah and it's like you're not there for yourself exactly you're there because people sacrificed around you to make it possible mm-hmm. right for me it was um there's a good chance i wouldn't be here if i didn't go to that oh yeah. like chinese immersion school because like it was so academically intensive mm-hmm. like it was like the thing that like ingrained in my like i'm mortally terrified of getting a b <laughs> like i'm like i'm like oh my god the world's gonna end okay. obviously it's not true right yeah it's not true it's not true this is, <laughs> this is an advice podcast you should be okay with getting b's <laughs> but like that mentality ultimately contributes to like my academic success mm-hmm. and obviously ultimately contributes to me being where i am right yeah. and so that inherently is like well my parents like went through so much to get me to that school right like there are so many people from my neighborhood and like sort of further into the city mm-hmm. and stuff like that like if they were presented with the same opportunities they would go just as far or farther yeah and so it doesn't feel like anything but like luck yeah right it's just like there's something that's not natural that's at work at least for me it eats me it eats at me like I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but on a consistent basis. Yeah. It's like, I always have something to prove. Like, I'm never enough, regardless of what I do. Yeah. So, like, yes, I'm now the assistant photo editor at the Daily Bruin. But it doesn't feel like I've accomplished something that's so out of this league, right? Yeah. I think one of my biggest motivations for applying to be an editor was because I didn't see a lot of brown people in general, right? Yeah, yeah. UCLA boasts about having one of the giant, one of the biggest Latinx populations in the country and, and admitting classes, but where are they? Yeah, like you mentioned, you don't really see them you don't walking see them. up the hill. You don't see them. You don't see them in classes. So where are they? That's right? the thing, right? And it's like when you find them too. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about finding them in a sec, right? But <laughs> okay. like when you do find them, man, they're insane. <laughs> they're like the most amazing people you've ever yeah. met. They're like so smart, so talented. They're so passionate about something mm-hmm. like. I mean, they got something, right? But it's like, that's the bittersweet thing, yeah. part of it, right? It's like, they got something because only, like, the best of us made it out. Kind exactly. of thing. They only select a couple of us, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all of us are really conscious of everybody else who didn't make it, mm-hmm. right? And if every we all have, like, so many people in mind who we think maybe are kind of more deserving our, of oh, our spot, yeah, right? Or like, or, like, could have done just as well, or, like... Or done better. Like, or done better. And so it's like... That sort of, you said that, right? Like, that sort of survivor's guilt is crazy. It's crazy. It does, like, eat at you, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you're sitting in class, and you're like, damn. It, 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 I think the worst part is that it just eats at you randomly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's not a very set thing. Yeah. It can be consistent, but it can be consistently inconsistent, and that's the worst part. Yeah. That you'll be fine for a week straight. You'll have that, like... You'll have that high. Yeah, those moments where those you're like, I'm the sh- I belong here, like, no one else could have yeah, done this yeah, except yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah. And then the next day, you'll be laying on your bed wondering, why am I here? Yeah. Which is, and like... is the shittiest feeling. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, the nature of the adversity that we inherently... Because yeah. this stuff was, like... I mean, these buildings, like... Bro, 
What, 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 what was the UCLA built? 1919? Bro, these bricks were not laid for us, bro. <laughs> no, 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 okay. One of my, one, I had to do this poetry thing, right, in um, FSP. Yeah. And one of my favorite things that I came up with was that this institution wasn't designed for people who look like us, but it was built by people who look like us. Exactly. And that's the that's the thing, part. right? Okay, hold up, hold up. We've been talking about the students and like the faculty and okay. stuff like that. But where do you find people that look like your mom, bro? Nowhere. No, no, no. She... Serving your food. No, oh, oh. Cleaning, you're right, cleaning you're right, you're your right. bathrooms okay. and you're stuff. You're right. You're right. So I guess this this segues into like my own little perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I wasn't on campus, right, during mm. my first year because of pandemic and whatever. So I call myself an honorary freshman last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. One of the biggest challenges I had was facing culture shock. I thought I was going to be used to it because I was used to going up to summer camp with my family, well, with my dad and, like, other black and brown kids. And we were the only two groups that were there at summer camp every single year to the point that we kind of stick out like how how fire throws at an ember. That's how we stick out. You, you would notice us. And so I was used to that. At least I thought it was. So when I came here and I found – and I – and it was hard to find people who look like me, it was a really challenging thing. And when my very first experience with trying to join a Latino org, the very first thing that popped up was that they had sexual and rape allegations against them. And that was something that I didn't want to associate myself with. So for me to have my very first group or my very first attempt at trying to find belonging and in that was a really disheartening thing. And a couple of days later, I think even the next day, they bought a BDI truck and I went and I tried it. This was the first time I had a conversation in Spanish since I left home. Mm. I went I went back to my dorm that night, called my mom to tell her how happy I was. Yeah. And I started bawling to her. Yeah. I started bawling out of, I guess it was a mixture of emotions, right? It was, I got to speak in my native tongue for the first time again. I, mm. I met people who looked like me who, who were willing to talk to me in Spanish. Because I think yeah. that's another thing. A lot of Latino students here kind of don't talk in Spanish. No, yeah. Like, right? I don't. <laughs> like, no, like, I, I, I don't I really, either. Yeah. But that's an entire different conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, I got you, um, got you, got you, got you, got you. But I started bawling, right? And I was explaining to my mom how hard it was, how difficult it was to be a Latino here. Yeah. And I told her about my experience with that, with that first attempt. And... She was comforting me. She does what like, like, she she does what moms yeah, do best, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Comfort yeah, yeah. you, tell tell you that you're that you belong there, that that you're loved, and whatever, and that you can talk to her for whatever reason. And so that was really heartwarming, right? But I think at that point, I needed to find comfort in something else. Yeah. So I found comfort in the most unusual places, in the most unusual community. Yeah. And it's what you said: the janitors, the the cleaning ladies, yeah. the people who were serving you food. So when I lived in Dykstra, I made friends with, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the cleaning lady, the, yeah. the lady who cleaned my restroom every week. It's so heartwarming, bro. It's, it's so, so bro, I seen her and like, bro, she looks like my aunt. She looks like, like my friend's mom. Dude. And she's like, she's like, oh, yeah. Have you eaten or whatever? It's yeah. Like, and it's like, damn. When like you talk to Spanish in them. You can see their smiles light up behind them. Yeah. Eyes. Yeah. And yeah. And that's like the most. Because we, heartwarming thing ever. Because as students, at least students of color, we're feeling ostracized all the time. Yeah. Do you ever think about yeah, how yeah, ostracized exactly, they feel about? Exactly. Like right? they have to go around cleaning the whole, like, yeah. and half of them don't even say anything to them. 
Yeah. So for us to talk in their native tongue, for us to go out of our way, to just say hi to them, to say how they're doing, it's the most heartwarming thing ever. And I think that's where I found my community at least last year. Yeah. I still do it now. But it was literally just finding community in the most unusual places. That's what that's what saved me. Are yeah. there any like clubs or classes that like you feel like are more like there are more students that look like you or anything? The sad part is there is. But it's the classes that you know will have them. Yeah, exactly. It's the diversity you, classes, You right? have to... It's the ethnic studies that yeah. you will see every single person that looks like you. Yeah. Anything apart from that, you won't see anyone. You will see your... Maybe one or two. One or two, one or two. But it's, it's, that's it. It's like... It, it's so weird, right? That like in this diverse institution, we have to go out of our way to find that community. You'll find that community in places that you don't expect. Exactly. You have to go find the Latinx clubs you have to go find the um the the latinx classes right like a lot of um latinx people here are like doing some kind of like a major or studying something related to the latinx experience right like i know a bunch of people who are like in chicano and chicano studies yeah. and like i'm trying to get like a spanish minor right Dope. and it's like it's like that's where you find it and if you're not in those classes you don't find it I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? But that's the thing, though. Or I kind of see it as, like, a silver lining in a way. Essentially, chances are you might not find any if you don't look for him. But because of that, every other Latinx kid is, like, looking for you, too, you know? That, like, mm-hmm. they're looking for it's you just it, just you know? as hard as you're looking for them, yeah. right? And so it's, like, like, everyone's congregating there because everyone wants the same thing as you. Yeah. And so it's, like... It's sad, but it's nice. Yeah, I think that's more of like uh, another bittersweet moment, right? Yeah, exactly. It's sad that we have to find community in the exact places that we that we know it's it's gonna be. Yeah, it's almost like stereotyping in a way. Yeah, like exactly. You have to adhere to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You have to adhere to some social norm at some yeah. at some societal level. Bro, you're adhering... we're being ghettoized. We're being ghettoized. Dude, this is literally sanctioning us into ghettos. Oh my god, Are I just calling the Chicano Chicana studies a ghetto. <laughs> no, because is that, that is that is that not what it is, right? It's like it's like, oh, <laughs> you guys can find people and congregate, but only in the places that we let you. That's crazy. That's one way to look at it. That but, is one way to look but at it. But I'm not that's a perspective. That's we're, a perspective. We're sociology majors. Exactly, exactly. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. doing. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Um, <laughs> But, like, you also know that that's exactly where they're going to be. Yeah. And so, like, even if you do feel out of place, right, for, like, a day or two, you can go to any of those clubs and you'll feel at home. Oh, dude, it's but so nice. But the moment you step out of it... You're back. You're back. Yeah. And it's, it's a co- it's, it's a It's kind of horrible. It's... it's... Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to take Chicano and Chicana study classes just to find people who look like me. I yeah. want to be able to take my major oriented classes with people who look like me yeah. and not have to go to like a specialty right yeah because that's that's just messed up on so many levels yeah 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 and it's so interesting too because like it, it's such a weird like intersection of all the things that we're here for right yeah because the other thing is like chicano chicanic studies and like spanish majors that's not gonna make you any money <laughs> And it's we like, laugh about it, right? But that's the truth. That's the truth. And the problem is that, like, 
a lot of us are here for that yeah because of that sort of like pressure right that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier it's like that sort of um like you're the only one from your block who's here kind of thing right yeah and so it's like you're there there's like this there's this pressure we talked about pressure but there's this pressure um as a latinx student and it's like it's basically family it's like family i mean it's very cultural right but like family is so important because it's just been ingrained in us it's just been ingrained since day one and it's like it's a a whole different topic yeah it's a whole different topic but like the idea there are a lot of people here who are that here for themselves right and that's fine that's fine no you're here to push your own like uh incentive i I was here for myself (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) i wish i was here for myself (laughs) it's like that's good you know like good on you bro you're making money for yourself that's awesome good for you but the problem is that like when i was 11 my dad told me that i need to make money to support my family like that like he was like i I, dude it's actually a crazy story i was um he was driving me to school and i was in like sixth grade or something and uh we were parked in front of the school and it was like a a cup it was like an hour or so before school started because my parents started school started really early and so we stopped there for a second because i was like hold up bro i'm just trying to do my math homework real quick and so I was doing my math and work. Like, and my- hold up, back. <laughs> hold up, hold up, bro. Give me a sec. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I bet." All right. All right <laughs> but my dad, he, my dad talks a lot, right? So I mean, I don't, if, I don't know if you noticed, but I talk a lot. But like, I wonder where you got it from. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But so my dad talks a lot, and so he took the opportunity to give me a lecture, right? Mm-hmm. That's a whole other topic. But basically, the lecture w- went along the lines of, "Oh." You have to make money. <laughs> you have to get a lot of scholarships so yeah. we can pay for everyone else's college education too. And you have to uh, make money to support the family going forward. And it's like, bro, I'm just trying to do my math homework. Like, <laughs> I'm, in sixth I'm, grade. I'm in sixth grade. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. And so it's like that. I mean, it's from day one. Yeah. It's like the reality of being here is that, I mean, we've, we've talked about it, but not a lot of us are here. And yeah. so it's like the responsibility that we hold to go far and then sort of like reach back mm-hmm. and try and bring people up with us. Yeah. That's something that like weighs on you every you day. No, it does. Absolutely. And so it's, but ah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And so it's like, it's a really intersectional, like crazy, you know, everything sort of like playing with each other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because like Chicano Chicanic Studies doesn't make you money. But that's where you're going to find the Latinx people. But if you're trying to make money, you're not going to see any Latinx people. Yeah. And so it's like, the systems are made like that for a reason. Obviously. 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 It's what we talked about. It's what we talked about. places weren't designed for people who look like us. Exactly. They were built on the backs of people who look like us. Exactly, exactly. is brought to you by The Daily Bruin, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And a transcript for this show is available at dailybruin.com. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.